the title of well this uh, this uh, Sunday service is character traits of a Christian so that's what I kind of ran with with um, my sermon and so our first verse is Romans five twelve. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men for all that have sinned. So, when I think of character, I kind of think of it as your soul, in a sense, because your character is is kind of followed by, it's, it shapes you, essentially. And so, when... The, the events in your life can shape your character to in it, that act that um, that can affect how you act, how you talk, how you how you, even your presence around other people. So my uh, first character character trait is forgiveness, and that verse verse is Matthew eighteen twenty one through twenty five. Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Till seven times? Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seventy times, but till seventy times seven. Therefore is the kingdom of God likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him, which owed him ten thousand talents. So uh, the next one is Matthew six fourteen fifteen, and for e- if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And so I'm notice when I was looking for forgiveness throughout the Bible, I noticed the same thing that you might have. Both of, of these, both of these uh, scriptures come from the book of Matthew. And so I did a little looking throughout the Bible as to Matthew. And the story of Matthew, Matthew 9, 9 through 13. And Jesus passed forth from thence. He saw a man named Matthew sitting the receipt of custom. And he saith unto him, follow me. And he arose and followed him. And it came to pass as Jesus sat at the... At meat in the house, behold, many publicans and sinners came and sat down with him and his, his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto his, unto his disciples, Why eateth your master with publicans and sinners? And when Jesus heard that, he said unto them that they need to be, that, that they, they that be whole need not a physician, but that, but they that are sick. But go ye and learn that meaneth, and I will, ha- I will have mercy and not sacrifice, for I, come, for I not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And so, so, essentially, 
if you don't know what a publican is, publicans were tax collectors. And as you look through, especially the New Testament, you see tax collectors would walk up to a man and tax him for whatever he had. And especially in the Roman times, they, they had these. And so in first century Israel, uh, they, could, they could take what they had on them and much more because they weren't very moral people. They took, took, against, their, uh, took against their people and they were considered the worst kind of sinners because they were essentially traitors. And they were Gentiles in the eyes of the Jews and they were treated similar to the worst kind of sinners. So what I think when I think about this is Matthew, he probably recognized the immediate follow me that God was more than just a man. They probably realized, well, he probably realized that there was much more to him than follow me. There was, there was, um, there was forgiveness in his eyes. There was eternal life, and there was. Perfection. Our next, uh, uh, the next point is patience, and that's Philippians 4, 6. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known unto God. And so, what I get from this verse is, in prayer, you have to be both patient and consistent. Because your prayer is not going to be fulfilled just like that. Sometimes it will take quite a bit, but you have to communicate with God in order to realize what his plan is. When I pray and I ask God for something, I always use the phrase, if it's your will. Because his will is defined. Uh, God, and he doesn't, he doesn't have to do things for us. He's, he's an eternal being. He wants to do things for us. And James five seven eight. Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth, and hath long patience for it, until he receive the early and latter rain. But ye also patient, establish your heart, your hearts, for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. Not only does patience apply to prayer, but it applies to almost everything. You have to be patient in order to, to bring someone to Christ. You have to be patient for your prayer to be fulfilled. And you also have to be patient for his promise. And uh, a story that uh, I, I realized applied to uh, patience was Job. And so I'm I'm gonna I'm just gonna go through the the first uh, first book of Job and just go through the outline of the story of Job. And there was a man in Uz whose name was Job. That man was perfect and number upright, and one that feared God and eschewed evil. And right away I noticed that God considered him perfect. That's a pretty good job review right there because. If God calls you perfect, you must be excellent. And there were born unto him seven sons and three daughters. 
His substance was also 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 she-asses, and a very great household, so that this was the man... So that this man was the greatest of all the men in the East. This guy had so much. And it wasn't just because of his success. It was because of the success that God bestowed upon him. And his sons went and feasted in their houses, every one his day, and sent and called for their three sisters to eat and drink with them. And it was so, when the days of their feasting were gone about, that Job sent the sanctified... Job sent and sanctified them and rose up early in the morning and burned burnt offerings according to the number for all. For Job said, it may, be, it may be one of my sons of sin and curse God in their hearts. Thus Job did continually. He was a very persistent and, and uh, uh, he, he did everything in order, it seemed like to me. Because uh, he realized... Like most uh, wealthy people, he didn't value his wealth upon his success. He, he valued it upon God's success. He realized what God had done for him, and, and by doing so, he had, he, he had done what he was supposed to. Now, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro in the earth and walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job? Is there none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one who feareth God and escheweth evil? Now, I kind of get from this that he, he was kind of bragging on Job because he was, the, the, Satan was talking about the fact that he was going through all the earth and wreaking havoc. But he said, have you considered my servant Job, who is a perfect and upright man? And Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for naught? Hast, hast not thou made a hedge about him and, and about his house and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands and his substance is increased in the land. So he was, he was basically saying here, this, he's... he's uh, Dutiful and perfect because you've made him perfect. If you take a, uh, and he said, but put forth thine hand now and touch all that he hath and he will curse thee to thy face. So they're kind of having a bet here over Job. And they're in God's rooting for Job and Satan's rooting against him because he thinks that Job, Job, if he's taken away everything that he has, it, it'll just be gone. It, it, his his uh, relationship with the Lord will diminish. That's not the case. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power. Only upon himself put not forth thine, thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. So God says, Here, you can do whatever you want to him, but don't touch him. Don't, don't mess with him because that's not part of the deal. And there was a day when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And there came a messenger unto Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the asses feeding beside them. And the Sabians fell upon them and took, took them away. Yea, they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I'm the only one to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there also came another, and they said, The fire of God has fallen into heaven and hath burned up the sheep, the servants, and consumed them. 
and I'm and I only I only am escaped alone to tell you. And when he was speaking, there came also another, and the Chaldean and said, The Chaldeans made three bands and fell upon the camels and carried them away, yea, and slain the servants with the edge of the sword. And I'm only I, I only am escaped alone to tell thee. And yet another, and while he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, Thy sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness and smote the four corners of the house. And it fell upon the young men, and they are dead, and I am only, only am escaped alone to tell thee. So, what I think is within a matter of a day, he lost everything. He lost everything that he had. But then if you look at the next verse, it says, Then Job arose and rest his mantle and shaved his head and fell down on the ground and worshipped. See, Job here proves Satan wrong because not everything you have is, is part of your relationship with God. That's just, a, that's just an extra that God gives you. Uh, so you can see uh, when it says rent his mantle and shaved his head, this was a... a uh, this was something that that um, they did when they were mourning, and said, "Naked came out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither." The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So again, he's realizing after he worshipped him, he's saying, he's saying, "I came into this world with nothing. I'm perfectly happy with having nothing on the way out." And all this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. So, as you read later on in the book of Job, there's a lot of peer pressure, it seems, from his friends and even his wife, telling him to curse God, which, uh, which back then was essentially killing yourself. But he, he uh, was patient, and he, he sought God through prayer, and, and he, then he, he came out on top. Our next point is perseverance. Sorry, <laughs> Perseverance is defined as the steadfastness in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. Galatians Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. So, perseverance, in my mind, could be applied to both persecution and outreach. Both of these things you need perseverance for. As you, as you, as some of us go into high school, it's going to be a label as you're a Christian, and we're going to have to perse persevere through that in uh, Mark 16:15 and he said unto them go ye into the world and preach the gospel to every creature in this verse it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't say in in subcontext it doesn't say unless people discourage 
discourage you while doing it or your friends won't find it socially acceptable. This instruction was supposed to be fulfilled unconditionally. Persecution is, uh, is the hostile treatment of, in this case, religious beliefs. Uh, in the time of the Romans, the Christians were horribly treated. Second uh, Timothy 3.12. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. It's applied to everybody. If you're a Christian, you will be persecuted. It's just part of, part of life as a Christian. But as you can see, there's an incentive later on if you are a patient. The total number of Christians martyred in the early church is unknown. Although some writers speak of great modern scholars t- tend to believe the actual number is not so great as sometimes imagined. Out of 54 emperors who ruled between 30 AD and 311 AD, only about a dozen went out of their way to persecute Christians. It's been calculated that between the first persecution under Nero in 64 AD and the Edict of Milan in 313 AD, Christians experienced 129 years of persecution. 125 years. That's, that's where we're headed for now because... It's not because because of this generation. It's not popular anymore to be a Christian, and that's unfortunate because it doesn't matter of its popularity. It matters uh, about the word of the Lord, and it matters about God Himself. Uh, the next point is respect. How do we earn God's respect? Genesis 4, 4 through 5. And Abel he brought to the fir- of the firstlings of his flock and the fat thereof, and the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect, and Cain was very wroth and his countenance fell. I think, personally, I think you can earn res- God's respect through obedience. In my opinion, I believe that the reason for the disrespect for, toward King was because of two reasons, disobedience and attitude. I also believe that if King had done what God had asked of him, he wouldn't have committed the first murder. When, when someone steps up or, asked, or you step up to do something in the church or anywhere, you have to have a good attitude and always be obedient. Uh, during the U.S. Civil War, Abraham Lincoln met with a group of ministers for a prayer back- breakfast. Lincoln was not a churchgoer, but was a man of deep, if at times unorthodox, faith. At, at one point, one of the ministers said, Mr. President, let us pray that God is on our side. Lincoln's response showed far greater insight. No, gentlemen, let us pray that we are on God's side. Lincoln reminded these ministers that religion is not a tool in which, by which we get God to do what we, he, we want, but an invitation to open ourselves to being and doing what God wants. Amen. So, the four points I talked about, forgiveness, patience, perseverance, and respect, all tie in with, with Job and 
And as you're living your life in Christianity, always remember to be for, uh, always remember to forgive against uh, against your enemies. Patience with prayer and preservance of of self, and always respect God.